Nonviolent communication, case scenarios. Communication is the language of the heart, compassion. This whole process of nonviolent communication is learning how to come back into that compassion with self, self-respect, and beginning to understand where my blocks are mentally and emotionally. And many useful practical tools can help us. There are many unmet needs, and these are described as universal human values. These are the five main ones. Number one, a need to be listened to. Number two, a need to be accepted. Number three, a need to be loved. Number four, a need to feel safe. Number five, and a need to be respected. When amidst a deprived situation, go back in and ask, oh, which need is not being met at the moment? Ah, oh, I don't feel I'm being respected at this moment. Now rather than expecting others to respect me, I remind myself of that spiritual early morning practice. I am valuable. I am lovable. I am peaceful. Let me give that respect to myself. Then my feelings begin to change for the better. Often I can feel low or lost or frightened or frustrated, and that is when I demand of somebody else what I want. And behind that is an old and false negative belief that I'm not enough and that everybody is better than me. So the four steps to do this are First, it is to be aware of the behavior of someone. A simple example of me, the mother, when my son was younger. I came home after a full day, and the kitchen is covered in dirty dishes, and there's nowhere that I can start cooking. I have to clean up first. And I felt very angry, very frustrated. If I go to him and start being angry and tell him off, then what's going to happen? He's going to argue back with me. And when I cook the food, it will have a negative energy. So we want to change that scene. So the first step I observe without judgment. So I'm not saying you put the dirty dishes there. And then the second step is the feeling. I feel frustrated and disrespected. Then the third step is the unmet need. I experience not being listened to. The fourth step is the request. So would you be willing, son, when you have finished using the dishes, that you wash them and put them away so I can come into the kitchen and cook us a lovely dinner? The other secret is not to be attached to the outcome. Because the son may still say, well, I'm tired, I've got homework to do, and, you know, you're the mother, you should be cooking and cleaning up. So, I express the request with patience, with love. Sometimes, I need to repeat it twice or thrice, and maybe the next day the same thing. 
However, because I stay in my self-respect, I have compassion, and yet I'm clear on my boundaries, and I repeat the request, with no negative emotion behind it. Gradually, the son experiences respect. Does that work? It does in time. The other practice is, when I am back to my self-respect listening to my need and looking after my need, then stepping into the shoes of the other for a moment. I can for a moment realize that my son has a big exam coming up. And right now he's under a lot of pressure. However, I know I need to show him boundaries because he's a teenager now. And I want him to learn to respect women as well as himself. And so I'm going to be compassionate about supporting him to give him a beautiful dinner tonight, make sure he goes to bed early enough. However, I'll also still give him the boundaries. And maybe on the weekend, we can do something fun together that he would like that will relax him. So I'm thinking of give and take because one of the spiritual secrets is the more I give, the more I automatically receive. Let's say I go into a shop and I feel that the seller is being very sharp with me and is not really listening to my request. Maybe I've brought back a piece of cloth that I say, when I took it home, I realized that there's a tear, the buttons are off. And there, they're being quite disrespectful and just want to brush it off. So I can use that statement because I'm staying in my self-respect. I'm keeping my boundaries. And yet I'm making it very clear in the request that would you be willing to look again? Could you pay attention to that? And because I'm doing it with love, with compassion, I find that that person begins to change. And so, Start with someone that you're not too close with and watch how your confidence builds in it, then you can then start applying it with those of your nearest and dearest. A beautiful article by Mazana D'Souza, Wellbeing Coach, Global Cooperation House, Brahma Kumaris, London, 